Hey guys, what's up? It's Julie. Welcome back to the podcast. Long time no talk. This is episode seven. This is really exciting. It's another guest episode. Today I talked to Kaylee Henderson. I'm going to get into that in a little bit. I want to give you guys an update since literally we haven't talked in like two weeks. So last time I talked to you guys, I was telling you I was about to get my wisdom teeth out. So they're out. They've been out for like two weeks. That was an interesting experience. Nonetheless, it really wasn't that bad at first and then it just progressively got worse. So um, yeah, dealing with that on move-in wasn't the most fun. Like I was just really tired, the pain meds, it just is an interesting mix. Couldn't really eat anything but ice cream. So then that was interesting. So yeah, if you've gotten yours out before, I'm sure you know what that's like. But I did that and then basically what I did like all day every day while I was just like sitting in bed with ice on my face was watch Selling Sunset, which Kaylee actually told me to watch. So shout out her again for suggesting that. It's three seasons. They're like eight episodes each. I pretty much watched like a season a day, pretty much. So I think I finished it like a couple days ago because I kind of took a pause to like move in. But again, watched it so quick. Absolutely loved it. It was great. Um, so then that leads me to move in day, I guess. My parents were here for like seven hours on move in day. And I think I mentioned in my moving episode that like both my parents were coming and thank God for it because my dad built my bed frame for us. They both built my dresser together. That took like four hours. I never want to have to do that again. And I didn't even help. Like I literally just sat there and was like trying to make myself busy, but there was so much going on and my room is pretty small. So there's not like room to do anything else. And then it was dark in my room and the whole thing. And then my mom came back the next day and was here for another seven hours. And we like hung everything up on my wall and got my closet situated. So move-in day was a process. It literally took like 14 hours. And then throughout like the rest of the week, we really worked on decorating like our living room and kitchen. We were at Goodwill, Home Depot, all the things. But I think we're all pretty happy, me and my roommates, with how the house turned out. So that's exciting. It's actually really fun being back up here. We started school two days after we moved in. So it's like I moved in on Saturday and then I had to like be at an 8 a.m. on Monday. So it was just a lot. Like it was crazy. But um, the house was really dirty when we moved in, but we finally got that taken care of. And it's just, we live in a basement unit in a house probably built in the 1950s. And so it just takes some getting used to because it's very different than anything else I've ever lived in before. But I think we're in a good place now. We've been having fun cooking. We're going grocery shopping tonight. We like picked out all our meals yesterday. And it's been so fun to do that together and cook for other people and just see what we can come up with. And it doesn't have to be that hard. Like I feel like we've done a lot of really good but simple meals, a lot of white rice and protein and veggie type thing. So that's really fun. Um, What else have I been up to? Oh yeah, I was talking about starting classes. So I'm doing hybrid. Um, It's very interesting. I try to switch things up and like go to class upstairs at my friends if I can or um, let's see, where else have I done it? Or just like walk to another friend's house, kind of just give myself a change in surroundings if that makes sense. So that's interesting. Today's actually the first day that I get to go on campus for class. I've gone on campus a couple times to TA at eight o'clock in the morning. Gross, I know. But today's like my first like actual class that I get to go to and like 
take notes and stuff so we'll see how that goes and then my brother is actually turning 18 this weekend so my sister and I are gonna go home and I'm excited to see my dog and my brother and just everybody it's gonna be good um normally I don't go home this early but I was like okay whatever like I know how to live by myself like I can go home whenever I want so I'm just gonna go do that it's kind of hard figuring out what this balance is gonna look like for me I think with like the podcast in school because if I'm being like completely honest like school like those have deadlines you know whereas like my podcast I have to hold myself to that standard and I've actually put out one episode a week since I started it besides last week which I feel like is fair I had surgery and then had to move in so I'm curious to see like what this is going to look like for me because I obviously still want to make a lot of time for it but it's just it's going to look different so bear with me as I figure that out I've been trying to stay like on top of my Instagram and stuff like that um that reminds me, if you guys haven't yet, please feel free to read the Her Campus article about the podcast if you want to know a little bit more about me and why I started it. It's super short. It's so well written. It was so much fun to talk about. It literally makes me so happy. I posted about it on Instagram, so please check that out. Okay, side note, this kind of goes back with like the balance and stuff. I've been trying really hard to get outside every single day and that's like really hard. Like I think it was 7 p.m. one day before I had even left the house and that just comes with like the hybrid situation. Like both my classes that day were online and so I didn't get the chance to leave and I switch it up. We have a little bar area instead of a kitchen table and so yesterday I did some homework out there and then sometimes I'll do it on the couch. Sometimes I do it in my room just trying to do different stuff but then also like getting outside so it's really nice when I have my ADM because I get out and on campus and I think I'm gonna walk to my sorority house later and get some lunch so just trying to switch it up I feel like is really important and I don't think I've mentioned that before so just helpful hint if you guys aren't doing that yet that is enough of me I'm sure we want to talk about Kaylee so just so you guys have a little intro on her and a little bit about what this episode is going to be like Kaylee went to undergrad out of state at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. She's from Colorado, so that was actually like a really cool experience that I got to hear about for like an out-of-state perspective. And now she actually attends Palmer Chiropractic for um, grad school. She's working for her doctorate to become a chiropractor. So we hit on just like all things chiropractic, like her day-to-day, her course load, what that looks like, because she's actually in classes right now for like a summer term, so like that was crazy. We talk about the differences between undergrad versus grad. She was a business major, so that's super different, obviously. And we also talk about what it's like being a woman in this field. So that's super interesting and exciting to me, and I think she does a fabulous job explaining it. And honestly, a lot more. It's been a little bit since she and I recorded this episode as I've been taking this little break. So I know that there's just some good stuff that I'm excited for you guys to hear. And it's just a whole new experience from what I do like the grad school experience that she's getting now so it was really fascinating to me to hear about it and I think I'm just going to leave it there and let's get into it let's talk to Kaylee hi Kaylee welcome hi thank you for having me thank you so much for coming on we are so excited to and by we I mean me so excited to talk about all these fun things so if you want to go ahead and start off by just telling us one crazy thing that you did this past week that you're proud of Oh gosh. Well, we had a power outage here in Davenport. So I was supposed to be doing some exams this week, but instead the crazy thing I did this week was just like exploring different coffee shops and still, even without power, trying to stay on my A game, still find places that have even the smallest bit of Wi-Fi or electricity and just 
just staying on top of it still, or at least trying my best to. Yeah, no, school comes first, it it sounds like. (laughs) That sounds honestly really frustrating because I can't even imagine. So good for you for sticking with it. That is awesome. And um, mine, not nearly as, um, let's see, what's the word I'm looking for? Mine didn't require much effort. I finished watching Nashville on Hulu. And um, that's the crazy thing that I did this past week because it's literally the best show ever. It's so fucking good. I'm so sad it's over. I have no idea what to watch now. My best friend and I finished watching it literally at the exact same time. And I just, I've been watching it all of quarantine. So that was my crazy thing. <laughs> Wait, what is it about? It's, um, let's see. It's um, Hayden Panettiere's in it. And it's just about like- Love her. Yes, she's great. And so it's just about country singers, like in Nashville, like pretty much every single person on the show sings. So like, if you don't like country music, maybe not your show, but it's not (laughs) filled too much with country music, I don't think. And it's just the drama. It's just like Gossip Girl or One Tree Hill or anything else. I don't know what took me so long to watch it. And it's literally so good. And Lennon Stella is in it. And she's like, I don't know if you know who that is, but she's like super up and coming, like on the rise, but the show started in 2012. So it's really funny to watch her be like literally pubescent and then basically like, and just grow like a model right now. (laughs) She's like super famous right now. So really fun to watch. That was the crazy thing I did this week. But if you just want to go ahead and tell everybody listening a little bit about you background and just what we need to know. Yeah, of course. So again, my name is Kaylee. I Went to UNL for undergrad, um, where I worked towards a management degree, and then I, my dream is to become a chiropractor. So um, kind of this past month, or month and a half, I guess, I started um, chiropractic school. And so that's kind of been, um, I don't know, that's kind of the main summary of me. I am from Colorado originally, and so it seems like I keep migrating further east, but grew up loving the mountains, and I think I've just always had a passion for healthcare. So now it's that time where I'm growing up and I'm needing to kind of pursue it. Totally. Yeah, no, that's super cool. I'm so excited to talk a little bit more about that. But so starting with UNL, you're from Colorado and you went to undergrad out of state. So if you just want to go ahead and tell everybody all encompassing how you made that decision and what UNL did for you and where you are now. Yeah, absolutely. So again, I'm from Colorado and I've been living in Colorado since obviously I was born lived in the same house same school district like I graduated with people I went to preschool with so really didn't move around a lot so when it came to choosing a college I was dead set I didn't even apply to an in-state school I was just I need to go somewhere else and so I was kind of just debating where I wanted to go and I actually discovered Nebraska through my counselor and because once you're a corn husker you're a corn husker so when I was telling him what I wanted he goes not to bring in my college but have you looked at UNL and I'd always heard corn husker what it means to be a corn husker and obviously the big red and so that's when I started looking into it thought I had a great pre-health program and I just really liked that it was close enough to home that I could drive home if I really needed to but it was also far enough that you know, my parents wouldn't just pop up on a random weekend. Um, But when I went to go visit Lincoln, it's just, it's the epitome of a college town, you know, the football and everyone's wearing red. And so I just like the spirit of it too. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I get that in the sense that Nebraska and CU are 
both big schools, you know, football, college town, but I haven't really seen that many campuses outside of Colorado. And so I'm always interested to see what people say about that experience. And so it sounds like you liked it. We had a good thing going at UNL. So if you want to maybe share like your favorite thing specific to UNL and just what made going there totally worth it. Um, I... I always say to my friends who did stay in state, I genuinely believe going out of state was the best thing I ever did, just in how much I grew up, because I really did, again, I grew up with the same kids since I could remember, and so getting to go outside the box, go somewhere where I knew absolutely no one, clean slate, and I think also the reason I'm still in the Midwest now is just the people are incredible in the Midwest, Midwest hospitality is completely a thing, and um, it's just really cool because, again, it sounds so corny. Oh, my gosh, corny. Do you get it? It sounds so silly, but the Cornhuskers, like, you really are a Cornhusker for life, and it just – I really created a family outside of Colorado, which was really exciting, and I got to do that kind of all on my own terms, fresh start. And so I always say if you can go out of state for something new, do it because it's really cool. And you learned how to – I learned how to appreciate Colorado. I don't think I realized how much – I loved it until I left because I was like, oh, there's no mountains here. That's so weird. It's just because I grew up around it. That's something that I've heard a lot of people say. They're just like, you don't realize how awesome it is until you have to leave. And like, I moved here um, around eighth grade. And so I didn't grow up here, but I still feel like I definitely do not appreciate it as much. And I'm kind of, in a sense, like really want to get out. And I feel like once I leave, I'll kind of have that same realization. So I totally agree with what you're saying there. But um, so you talked about studying management while you were at UNL. And so, and now you're in chiropractic school. So if we were to kind of take a step back and really look at that, what was life like undergrad doing management just day to day and kind of your experience with that? Yeah. So going into undergrad or starting at UNL, I went in doing, I knew I wanted to do healthcare. I just didn't know where. So I went in pre-health undeclared. And I was like, I don't know what. I want to do. And so from there, I started thinking, okay, what's going to set me apart? No matter what profession I go into, what's going to set me apart? And that's when I suggested no one gets a business degree um, when they apply to healthcare programs. It's all biology, exercise science, all that kind of stuff. And so I started thinking about it. And my experience with healthcare is it really is true that the physicians, the doctors, they really never know the business side of whether it be a hospital or a clinic, they don't really know that side as much. They hire people to do those things. And so I just, I don't know, kind of just out of nowhere, I was like, you know what, let's give management a shot. Let's learn Cause I want to manage my own business, no matter what route I take in healthcare, I want to be able to kind of have a foothold in the business side of things too. So for me, being somebody who loves science, I'll be honest, I thought business was so boring. <laughs> I didn't think it was that interesting. It just didn't appeal to me. Um, but I will say compared to my science or my friends who were doing the science majors, I definitely had a lighter load or what it seemed to be. Um, but also I think I learned a lot about just like, I guess you could say just how to communicate with others. And I think that's a, the biggest skill I took away from it, but I definitely felt like it was an easier load, but I have no regrets with it by any means. Okay. Yeah. So then you're doing your business undergrad management and you're kind of working through it knowing that you want to go on this healthcare path. So then what are your next steps? Like you're in this pre-health program, but you know that you've got to go 
get another degree so that you can be a professional in this field. So what does it look like moving forward from undergrad? Yeah. So for what's cool about pre-health, and I think a lot of people don't know this. I know I didn't know it going into pre-health, but you can major in whatever you want. And so that's why I did choose the management path. But with that being said, um, you have to fill so many science credits. So no matter what, um, even if I'm getting a management degree, depending on the school I chose, I'd have to have two rounds of chemistry, two rounds of biology and all that stuff. So um, it was my freshman year, I was put into a course called Intro to Medical Professions. Um, and I think they just threw me in that class um, at UNL just because they were like, okay, this girl's pre-health, but she hasn't decided <laughs> what route she wants to take. So let's put her in this class. And essentially it was a class where we had to go, basically the essence of the class was I had to go shadow two professions I had never seen before. And so that's kind of where it started. And I had been a PT assistant for forever. I had worked at, as a CNA, a nursing assistant at a hospital. Um, so I saw a lot. I saw what nurses do. And I saw, I worked side by side to therapists. And so it was kind of like, okay, so what should I go shadow? And so of course I went to the extreme. I was like, I'm going to shadow a spine surgeon. That is going to be what I'm going to do. And I knew I was, I was like, I'm not smart enough to be a surgeon, but you know, let's just go see it. Go to shadow him, instantly realized surgery is not for me. Wasn't the route I wanted to take, but I was in love with the spine. I thought it was the coolest thing ever, nerded out over it. And so that's when naturally, because my mom knows everything, she said, why don't you go shadow a chiropractor if you lo like the spine so much? And so I just... For the next assignment or the second part of that class, I shadowed a chiropractor and one thing led to the other and I was shadowing him once a week, it became an internship. And then next thing you know, I was working as his assistant and on the pre-chiropractic track. So, and then from there I went off of, okay, what's required for chiropractic school? And those are the sciences I made sure I got done while I was at UNL. Do you want to talk a little bit more about ending at UNL and transitioning to where you are now, the name of your school? how you picked it, stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. So I began looking at chiropractic schools. I even went to Couture One in San Francisco. Um, and not to go on a tangent about chiropractics, I know that's obviously a more specific thing and I could go on and on about it. But basically there's two kind of ways that people teach chiropractic and that's philosophy or evidence-based. Um, and so I went to one school, very philosophy-based so then I was just trying to think of, okay, where should I go next? And I then went to visit Palmer, which is the school I'm at now, Palmer in Davenport, Iowa. And what's cool about Davenport and the reason I fell in love with it was it's the fountainhead of chiropractic. It's where the first adjustment was done. It was where the Palmer family created this art or this uh, way of healthcare. And so instantly I could sense that when I came on campus. So then kind of going back to how I transitioned and how I kind of made the move was something that's interesting is I actually didn't finish my management degree. I left a year early because something that um, Palmer offered, which is another reason I chose it, was they do a bachelor completion program. So opposed to me doing four years of undergrad and then doing three and a third years here, I came in with enough credits that I was able to save a year of tuition and I'm going to I'm finishing my bachelor's at the same time. So when I graduate from Palmer, I'll have a degree, I'll have my undergrad degree, and then I'll have my doctorate. So that's kind of how 
that all went. Saved me a year of tuition, so I'm pretty happy about it. Yeah, I know that's really cool. And I can just like see the way your face lights up when you talk about chiropractic and like your story <laughs> of figuring out that that's what you wanted to do. And it just makes me really excited for you because you're oh, definitely you. just, you're, get, you're just getting started. Like you literally just started summer courses at Palmer, which I think is so exciting because there's obviously so much more to come. So if we were to get into Palmer and your day-to-day, it's summer, what does your course load look like? Like what is it like going from undergrad to grad? Yeah. Oh my gosh. The differences are endless. Uh, well, first off, you start in the summer. Um, immediately when I started here, it's a, it's a year round schooling. So we're in school starting at whatever trimester you start. We have a, I believe it's, don't quote me on it. I think it's like a fall trimester, a winter trimester and a summer trimester, I think. Um, but basically you go in and then you have a base, essentially almost a week off between each trimester and that's kind of it. And so um, hit the ground running, started this summer. Um, I'm in my fifth week of classes. I think the biggest difference course load wise is I went from taking anywhere from 14 to 16 credits a semester to I believe right now I'm in 26, 27 in a trimester. Um, so the load completely 360'd on me. And again, I went from taking management and entrepreneurship classes to now I'm in embryology, neuroanatomy, gross anatomy, and um, so the course load is definitely tougher, but I think also what I wasn't expecting, but I'm so grateful that it's happened is the atmosphere is totally different here. Um, as it was in undergrad, I feel like if you took this course load and put it in undergrad, I wouldn't have been able to do it, but it's just totally different kind of coming into a doctorate program where everyone's in the same boat. Everybody's working hard. Um, everyone has the same goal. Do you like being surrounded by, I mean, I'm assuming that's like a positive or whatever, but if you want to, I'm curious to hear more about what you mean by that. Like if you have a specific example of a time where it was just super uplifting and you were like, okay, I'm in the right spot doing what I love. Yeah, of course. So, well, what's funny about it is I came in here and obviously with COVID, we also are all online. So I came in here being like, I'm going to do 26 27 credit hours by myself in my apartment. Um, and actually Palmer held a mixer. And I was like, oh, no one goes to mixers. Like, that sounds silly. That sounds dumb. But I think when I knew I was in the right spot was I went to the mixer. Um, and within two minutes, I found a group of six girls that just, I think, I think in having the same goal, we instantly clicked. Because obviously, naturally, the first question is, why did you choose chiropractic? And I think since day one, even at UNL, when I would tell people, oh, I want to be a chiropractor, you know, I get the, oh, that's cool. That's interesting. Versus here, it's like, oh, you're a chiropractor too. Why do you want to be a chiropractor? What techniques do you want to practice? And we, me and my friends always joke, we nerd out over the same things. So, and that's kind of what was something that we instantly clicked. I feel like I've only been here five weeks and I have best friends for life because we all want to do the exact same thing. We all have the same ambition, the same drive, the same end goal. And that kind of goes back to the environment. Just I, I want to study because they all want to study and we all want to do the same things. And I, I mean, I was in a sorority in undergrad and I, so I get all the social obligations and things like that. And here we don't have that. It's, we all want to be chiropractors. So we all want to study. And that's kind of, the basis of it, which is kind of, it's so different again, because 
compared to UNL. I was like, oh, I, I can study or there's a frat party this weekend. You know what I mean? <laughs> so you kind of yeah. have to, the environment's totally different. I totally know what you mean there. And it's cool to hear you talk about that, especially, you know, like in undergrad, as you get older, like it's never going to compare to grad. Like I'm never going to have that same course load, at least now, but it's just kind of cool to hear you talk about that because I feel like that's something that when I was the one person like studying in the basement over the weekend, because I had three (laughs) exams on a Monday, like it was always really fun to see like the one other person, like, okay, there's just two of us, but like, we're out here (laughs) trying to get the same thing because we both are like studying right now. And so I feel like it's really cool that you have more than one person that everybody's doing it. Cause then you totally don't have to worry about being like the one that's left out. Cause you're not missing out because everyone's just studying together, which I am envious of you for that. <laughs> that sounds really cool. And, um, I do want to know a little bit more about your day to day. Cause we're talking, I'm hearing a lot about, okay, we study all the time, but what's that look like class wise? What are you doing when you study? Just let's hear it. <laughs> Yeah. So, oh gosh, where do I even begin? So the thing I've been telling my friends when I tell them kind of what the class load is like, it's back in high school. Cause obviously with undergrad, you know, I'd have class for an hour and then a five hour break and then two hours on campus. And then you have three hours off where then, oh, I only have school Monday, Wednesday, Friday, just that kind of schedule versus now in grad school, I'm in school Again, it's like high school, 7.30 a.m. is when my first class starts, and um, I go till about 3.30 every day, and then twice a week, my Tuesdays, Thursdays, I have lab after that 3.30 class, um, and then we have an hour um, off for lunch, and that's pretty much it. Luckily, our Fridays are really light, um, and again, I'm in the heat of it right now. Being my first trimester, I have the biggest course load. Um, the first year is kind of the heaviest, so it'll hopefully, it will lighten up as I go on, but it really is a full time schedule. And in terms of after school, again, it's so important. And me and my friends keep each other accountable. It's so important that we still, you know, put down the books for a while. So whether it's we go to the gym for an hour after class, or even if it's okay, all of us are going to go lay in bed for an hour and then we'll meet at a coffee shop in like a couple hours, whatever. So it's just definitely trying to find a balance. I think all of us are such go getters, at least in this phase. We're definitely trying to hold each other accountable and be like, no, you need to go outside. I think it's also hard just considering we are all online. So we're just always inside watching a computer screen, essentially. So that's what I think is so scary for this upcoming year. And what was so scary about getting sent home was just like being inside. I was literally just watching someone's Instagram story where she was like, when you live and work in the same place, something something has to change and you just need to add something to your life that's going to spice it up. And whether that's going on a walk every day or trying to find a separate place, that's really important. And with a course load that size, that only requires probably like twice the amount of time inside. So I'm glad that you have those people around you that are able to kind of go through the same thing. And like you said, hold each other accountable. I think that's really important. So I heard you mention you and your friends kind of being able to geek out and get excited over all things chiropractic and different techniques and things that you guys are learning and really share that with each other. So for someone like me who knows absolutely nothing about a chiropractic technique, do you want to maybe give us base level what we need to know about chiropractic, what you like the best about chiropractic and just all encompassing chiropractics, but dumbed down? (laughs) 
Of course. I, I think I got this because I've had to explain to so many friends why I love it because it is, it is something unique. And I'll be the first to admit before I shadowed that chiropractor for that class and I, assignment, I had never seen one before. I had never. And I think like anyone else, I was like, oh, they're the ones that crack people's back, makes the loud popping sound, like almost intimidating and scary. And so I think kind of the first thing to know about chiropractic is it really is a holistic way of medicine. So opposed to, oh, your back hurts, take some ibuprofen or, oh, your back hurts, go get consulted for surgery kind of thing. Chiropractic, the way Palmer created it and kind of the basis of it is that the body is so amazing in itself that it does have the ability to self heal in many ways. And that if your spine is aligned you are able to have the best functioning nervous system. Your nervous system controls absolutely everything and it's housed in the spine. So the main essence of it is if we are able to put your spine in alignment, you are giving your nervous system the best chance to function to its best ability. Um, So as chiropractors, what our job is, is to basically get your spine in alignment so your nervous system can function at its best and so that you don't have to throw um, ibuprofen in your mouth every five minutes, you know, and I always say everyone needs chiropractic. I personally was somebody who, again, I never saw a chiropractor, never have had neck pain, never had back pain. Um, but then when I went to go work for this chiropractor, um, obviously naturally, Hey, do you want to start getting adjusted? And so I got an x-ray. Turns out I have a spot, a neck that's straight, which is actually bad. You want your neck to have like a little bit of a curvature to it. Um, And so he says to me, huh, that's so weird. And you don't have neck pain. I was like, nope, nothing. And he goes, the only thing I can think of is that you didn't crawl as a child. And of course I go, that's ridiculous. I crawl. Who doesn't crawl? And so then I go home, tell my mom and she goes, no, you never crawled. And that, and so it's like, even that little story, it's like, okay, I never had neck pain, but I had a neck that could cause me problems later on. So it's more of a preventative side of medicine, which is why I fell in love with it. And I think that's just something, I think it's just a growing thing too, is just finding holistic ways to care for your body opposed to just throwing pills, surgeries, and all that into the mix when your body might be able to help itself. I love the way that you phrase that because I recently just saw a chiropractor for the first time as my friend's dad and I loved it. Like I never felt better leaving that place and I want to go again this upcoming week before I head back to school, but I never heard someone describe it. The yes. way described it. So now I can appreciate what was done for me so much more because I understand more even after having it done. Oh, and yay. Yes. No, that was really fun. And that was super um, cool to hear you talk about it because it's just so obvious that you are really passionate about it, which is so cool. But I do want to kind of shift and something that I do want to talk about is the gender makeup of the field. If you want to go ahead and, because I see a male chiropractor. I don't know if you see a male or a female chiropractor, if you shadowed a male or a female chiropractor, but I want to talk more about that. (laughs) No, absolutely. So, well, it's funny you bring that up because again, my classes have all been online. So I really haven't gotten to meet my fellow students that much, but something I have noticed in my labs is that it is majority male. And then as um, I grew more, more interested into the profession really is a lot of males my mentor he is a male obviously and that was kind of something intimidating going into it it's like okay how can me five one all five foot one of me how am I going to be able to adjust somebody 
that's bigger than me? Yeah, like, how is that even possible? And so that was something that was kind of intimidating. And again, when I would go out to search for more chiropractors to learn more, it was majority males. And so then it was, oh gosh, some, at some point last year, I don't remember the exact time, but I went to go shadow my first female chiropractor and it was the coolest thing I could ever imagine. Cause I think it was like the first time I realized, Kaylee, you can do this. Like women do this too. And that's when she kind of enlightened me about the benefit of having women in this field. Cause there aren't a lot. And the one good thing is it is a growing, it's starting to even out obviously, but what's cool is that women, we do have this natural nurturing mother, mother, mothering, motherly quality about us. And when it does come to chiropractic, again, it is scary. It's somebody grabbing your neck and adjusting it. It's a scary thing to think of. And so I think it's really cool. And I'm excited to see the shift in women. Um, and just a little fun fact I learned kind of as I was going through is sometimes women make the best adjusters. And that's because we don't have that sheer strength to adjust a neck. We have to have our technique perfect. We have to be fast because if we're not, if our technique's not perfect or fast, we can't get the adjustment done versus a male who's maybe double in size. He doesn't need as much technique because he has that power behind him. Um, and I, I don't know. I just think it all goes back to really just as women, we really do have such a caring, nurturing side. And I think patients see that, which I think is really cool. And I, one more story I have to share about that was I called um, another female chiropractor. She's 93, I believe. She's still, still practicing to this day, which still blows my mind. And it was the sweetest thing ever. She goes, I am so happy to see a woman coming into this field because in this field, you can do what you want. I was able to open my own clinic, raise my, I think she has eight children. She was like, I was able to raise my eight children. I was able to start my own business and it's the best profession in the world for women. So, and it just warmed my heart to hear her say that because it made me feel like, okay, yeah, this is right. This is what I'm meant to do. That's so awesome that you've been able to find people. I think it's so great just for me always is having someone to look up to and having somebody to learn from. It's so much easier to believe that you can do something when you see someone like you doing the same thing. Like, yes, you still Absolutely. have to take that risk and it's still scary, but, and yes, there are people who do things first and you don't need someone to do it before you, but it just makes it a little bit more comforting. And so it's really awesome for me to hear that, like, these are the people that have, shown you that this is what you love and that hopefully help you want to keep going because you know that it is possible. Yeah. Well, and I think too, being a woman, gosh, this makes me sound so old, but like, as I, as I am starting to get closer and closer to, okay, once I become a chiropractor, I do want kids. I do want to do this. And something I did learn with business, what I love that I learned from my management degree is, okay, with chiropractic, you can open your own clinic. And that's my end goal. And it's like, okay, so now as a woman, how do I incorporate getting pregnant in the mix? How do I incorporate, obviously, like you want to plan the wedding and like just being a woman and being able to, okay, how am I going to raise my kids while opening a business? And so I think for me, the biggest comfort was here are these badass women who own their own clinics, are very successful. They're raising two plus kids and they're able to do it all with a smile on their face. And one of them's working until she's 92 years old because she loves the job that much. Like that is the coolest thing. And that's when you know too, 
that just the career you chose the right career if you're able to work that long she's like if I'm still doing this it's obviously a great profession yeah I mean I don't know anybody who is that age let alone anyone who's that age who is still working and working yeah. a job that is physical you know like you're saying you don't have to be six foot two and 200 pounds to do it you have to protect your technique but like it's about the human body like it does require like some amount of effort and so hearing you say that I'm like homegirl is stronger than I am and she's <laughs> 70 years older than I am so that's really cool and I love to hear that and I love all the uplifting spirits that's what we're all about here but I am totally curious if there's ever been a moment or just like a huge kind of maybe disadvantage or something that's been discouraging potentially about being a woman in the field or the field in general? Absolutely. Um, I think, I think the biggest discouraging thing about this field sometimes is that it is a field that although I see, I see the potential in it and I do see people shifting slowly but surely to that holistic point of view. It's little things like the insurance side of things. As of right now, insurance doesn't see us as valid or, um, I've spoken to honestly multiple MDs who are like, you're not a doctor. And it's, and, and sometimes it's just like, I mean, just to be obvious, I know at the end of this, I'm going to have a doctorate that makes me a doctor, but also it's kind of just the stigma behind chiropractors. Like, like oh, they're the back crackers. They're the, they're the ones that just kind of foo-foo around in the corner, you know? And sometimes for me that I, I take things to heart. I'm like, no, there's so much more to that. And so I think kind of that's when, as somebody that's grow, like starting to just get into the field is my job is to do things like this and just educate and say, no, there's so much more to it. Um, and there's so much potential that this art, this profession, this way of health care is going. And I do see slowly but surely like insurance companies are trying to recognize it more and things like that. So there is hope, but I think that's kind of a big thing. And then two, I think kind of to take it to the gender side of things is I do think at the end of the day, if you know your stuff, you know your stuff. And I think that's also starting just to become more prevalent in that, okay, I could go to this man who's six foot three, 300 pounds, have him adjust me in two seconds. But this girl who's five, one, she knows her crap and she will be able to tell me what she's doing, how she's doing it, why it's going to make me better. And I think I'm um, just overall, I, ju I, I just see so much potential for this profession and I'm just, I can't wait to see the world recognize it. But at this point right now, it's like, okay, now I'm kind of having to wait in the wings until I'm able to have the credentials to back me up. Um, and I don't know, just sometimes it can be discouraging. I think, I think the biggest thing is just the fact people are just not knowing enough about it yet. And I, although it's discouraging, it just pushes me to want to be better. And it pushes me to want to know even more so I can better educate people um, as I enter the craziness that is the world after yeah. grad. Yeah. And it is relatively undiscovered. Like I don't look at a room and like, we all go to the doctor, we all get this check, that check, but like, we don't all go see a chiropractor, you know, and yeah. for something so crucial to someone, it just it is kind of unfortunate that things like insurance hold you back or things just like literally it, the word not being out there enough that holds you back. And then another thing that I want to talk about is when you were talking about the difference between male and female is like, personally, I feel like 
it's such a personal experience. And so you want that that person that's doing it to be a comforting person. You know, you want this to be someone that you trust. And so I think I know when I go see mine, like we talk like the whole time with like my face in the chair. And so (laughs) it's important to have it be someone that you trust. Like I can't even imagine that experience with it being dead silent and it just not being someone that you want to be with. No, of course. Well, and I always say uh, that's what's scary about chiropractic for somebody who has never done it. You're like, okay, I'm going to hear some sounds I don't know what's happening. So I, and that's why it's like, okay, you need somebody who will talk you through it. Why the adjustments being done? What is that sound? Why do you, cause I'll be the first to admit funny story. I, since I was, oh gosh, I don't even know. I hate the sound of people like cracking their bones, like makes me cringe. I just think it's the worst sound in the world. And it wasn't that's until, hilarious. Yeah. That's hilarious. It was, it wasn't until I shadowed a chiropractor that I started learning, okay, why does it make that sound though? What's happening when somebody does that with their fingers? And then, I, I mean, to this day, still, I'll, again, I'll be the first of it. To this day, I'm still like, oh, that is not the best sound. But again, once you learn it and you learn, okay, there really isn't as much risks as people say there is to going to a chiropractor. Like, oh, you, you're going to go blind or whatever whatever it is that people say that just honestly is just bull. Um, once you just, once you learn more about it and once you get educated on it, that's when the magic happens. And that's when you really do get to see the effects of it, which is really exciting. Is there one thing that we haven't talked about, about being a chiropractor, chiropractic school, the whole process that you just wish kind of everybody knew just like one underlying thing that you're like, everybody needs to know this about my profession and my experience? I think, oh gosh, that's actually a really good question. I think you should do everything you can. At the end of the day, you should do everything you can to let your body do its own thing. Let your body heal itself. The body, and especially now that I'm in all these science classes and I'm learning more and more about the body, it really is the most remarkable thing and that's and granted part of it is me nerding out but also it's like honestly your body is capable of so much more than you can imagine and i remember reading about how the chiropractic profession or chiro like what we want as chiropractors is it to be almost seen as a dentist appointment you know just go get seen once a once a year to start obviously to start um but just it's so important because again, like my situation, I didn't know I needed the care until I literally was offered, hey, do you want a free adjustment? You work here now, you should get adjusted. And I can easily say that ever since I started getting adjusted, I feel 10 times better. Energy, um, just the way I function throughout the day. Because again, the body is so amazing and it's so incredible that given one adjustment, I have been able to just... I don't know, have more energy, feel less lethargic, just let your body do its magic before you just throw other things to subside the problems, whether it be, I mean, I'll be the first to say I played sports all of high school. I took ibuprofen, like it was my, thing. oh my gosh, I loved ibuprofen. But at the end of the day, was I solving a problem? No, I was throwing a pill at it and saying, okay, arm, quit hurting. We got one more game to play. Um, so just honestly, let your body 
do its thing. Let it, I don't know, I guess give it the chance it deserves to be the remarkable thing it is. No, yeah, that's really cool. And I think that's something that we haven't hit on before. So I love that that was <laughs> something that it kind of just embodies everything we've talked about, just kind of throws it in your face. Like, you need to know this. If you don't know this, start to know this. <laughs> like, we gotta, <laughs> this needs to be covered. So on the topic of like your future and stuff like that, if you just want to go ahead and talk about what, I actually don't know if you mentioned this earlier, how many years you have left in your program at Palmer and then kind of like and what that's going to look like. Let's start there. What's it look like for you finishing out this program since you are so brand new? Um, yeah, so we're five weeks in and I just keep telling myself, okay, 10, 10 more trimesters, or I guess it'd be nine and a half trimesters now. So the program is 10 trimesters long. Um, so I'll be here for about another three and a third years. Um, and kind of how the rest of the program looks. The, right now I'm very general with all the sciences. I'm learning all the body, all the nooks and crannies, just literally learning every little detail. And then as I go along in the program, it's going to get more specific. It'll be year two, I believe, when I get to get my white coat and actually start getting my hands on patients and actually get to start learning how to adjust. Right now, I'm kind of having to sit back and just learn, but um, that's kind of what will be the end. And I guess the last year, we're able to kind of uh, do clinic, or I guess some people could say just working under somebody for um, kind of that last year, and hopefully we'll see what I do then. I I think right now I'll stay here, but who knows if I can find a chiropractor to let me work under, that'd be cool too. So we'll see. Totally. And is there a class? Why don't we do like favorite class you're taking right now, and then maybe a class that you're um, looking most forward to in the rest of your time there. I can't believe I'm going to say this. I genuinely think right now my favorite class is biochemistry. Dare I say, I really don't like chemistry, but that's been a class I've been doing well in. I think interest-wise, I think embryology is just so interesting. I would love to specialize in peds, so I kind of get so excited to learn about babies and um, just kind of that whole side of things. Um, least favorite class. Honestly, there's not even a least favorite class. I'm really loving all the science that I'm getting. Um, I genuinely think my favorite part is going to be when I get to start learning about, again, I want to do peds. So we'll take a pediatric course that I think will be so interesting. Um, and I think also I'm really excited to get into uh, x-rays. Um, but I think obviously it's get it to learn techniques, like learning how to adjust patients. I think that's probably what I'm most excited about. Yeah. Awesome. I'm excited for that for you too. I love that. Thank so you. Fun. I want to talk about both grad school and undergrad. And just if you have, I know we talked about like UNL, favorite memory UNL, but if you want to kind of talk about like what your favorite part of just the college experience as a whole and just like, obviously the college path in grad school isn't the path for everybody. So why maybe you're happy with your choice and just, ugh, I'm not wording this very well. So it's kind of like favorite memory, I guess, but also just like favorite thing that the college experience brought to you, if that makes sense. <laughs> Interpret yeah. it how you please. <laughs> um, I think my favorite part of, I guess we'll start. I honestly, actually, my favorite part about undergrad and grad school both is the people. Like, and it sounds so cheesy, but honestly, I 
it's really comparing apples to oranges when it comes to my friends I met in undergrad versus the people I've met here. And I think that both of them have so much value and I treasure those relationships so, so much. And I think for those of, for the people who want to go to grad school, do it. Like I, to this day, I am still like, how am I here? How am I doing this many credit hours? How am I, like, am I smart enough to do this? And I've always, I've always been one who I think underestimates what I can do. And I pushed myself to go, no, you want to be a chiropractor, you go to chiropractic school, you work your ass off and you will get to where you want to be. And so I think at the end of the day, enjoy the people you're around and then just never give up on what it is you want to do. Because if you really want to do it, you will find a way to make it work. Because I, again, and I was struggling with 16 credit hours. I was like, this is ridiculous, 16 credit hours. But here I am in 26 and all I want to do is study because I just want to keep learning because the end is in sight and my dream job is on the other side of this. So just, I think overall, just really as you go into college, if you're in college, enjoy the people you're around because sadly it's not, they're not going to be around forever. Um, again, you and leaving UNL has been very tough for me and I'm so blessed to have made amazing friends that, I'm still in contact with literally texting as we speak, like just collect all the people you can um, and collect those relationships, keep them, hold them dearly. And then just never ever settle for a profession less than what you want. Cause at the end of the day, it's what you're going to be doing the rest of your life. So really love what you're doing. Be passionate about it. It doesn't matter the paycheck. It doesn't matter if people say, Oh, you're not a real doctor. Like it does not matter as long as you're doing what you want to do you're going to be the happiest person in the world. So I feel like that was a nice little, what I love the most, but then also some advice. I feel like you really just, you did both at the same time. And I think that's really refreshing. Thank you. (laughs) Because a lot of people like, they say similar things, just like not necessarily people I've just talked to, but I just feel like it's kind of hard to come up with something like that. And I just, I like what you had to say. And I think that's really important. So With that, I think now is a good time for us to talk about something crazy that we want to do this upcoming week and something that we're going to do that's badass, that just shows the world that we're awesome. So if you want to go ahead and share yours. I'll go first. Okay. Um, I think the one crazy thing I'm going to do, I'll I'll start off with like school and then I'll kind of go into like something else to obviously balance out. Again, we're trying to balance. Um, as of right now, again, with the power outage, my exams got moved. So now I have six exams next week. Um, as of right now, maybe seven, we'll see if this next one gets moved. Um, and if that happens, I'm going to go kick some exam, butt, and we're just going to get through it. And then at the end of the week, we're going to celebrate and do it right. And we're going to not touch the books for the weekend. And that I, that's a promise I made myself. I'm like, at the second that last exam ends next week, you're done. You're going to go out. You're going to have some drinks. You're going to go eat some good food. You're going to play with the dog. So I think that's going to be how I'm going to go crazy next week. No, totally. That good for you. And it is so well-deserved because I'm all for that. I know like I used to do this where I would plan little like weekend trips to go visit like a friend or it's my birthday or someone's birthday coming up. And it was like, get everything done by Thursday so that you don't even have to think about it for just three days or two days. Just that's- do it. That's literally how me and my friends all look at it. This like, since we've joined, we're like, okay, Monday through Thursday, you work your ass off. And the second Thursday is done, you can go have fun. That's all you got to do. And that's how you balance it out, honestly. 
And that's, I like that so much more. I think I did a much better job doing that my freshman year. And I think it was just easier to, and I think the course load and the style of class I took sophomore year just didn't really allow for that. And I did have classes on Friday sophomore year, which I really didn't on freshman Worst. year. Yeah, I did it freshman year and I won't again next year. And so, and then you never will ever again. <laughs> I hope not. And so I'm really looking forward to hopefully maybe being able to do that. Like I never had to do homework on a Saturday or Sunday my freshman year. And that's all I did last weekend. So I feel you on that. My crazy thing that I want to do, similar in a way to yours, and you talked about like, okay, when the exam's done, it's done. I feel like I've been busy, not with schoolwork, but just with all these things that I want to get done before I go back to school and I'm getting my wisdom teeth out next week. So it's like, I feel like it's kind of like crunch time. And so I want to take more time for me, but more importantly, like unplug, like my screen time has been going up, like there's no tomorrow. And I just, I don't like that. I want to <laughs> be not, not off the grid, but just kind of make an effort to put it down. Like this morning, I woke up, like let the dogs out, stretch got ready before I even looked at my phone, went outside, had breakfast, like wrote in my journal. And it's like, that felt so good. And I didn't even touch my phone yet. And so I want to try to do more stuff like that as I carry into this next week. So I'm excited for you. You're going to kill all of your exams. I'm so excited for you and the rest of grad school and everything else that you have going on. Thank you, Thank you. so much for talking to us. I feel like I learned so much. I'm so excited for everybody else to learn so much. And yeah, thank you. Yes. And thank you so much for having me. And everyone needs to subscribe and get hop on College <laughs> Girls Go Crazy. I know I did. Binged every single episode. <laughs> Yeah, and um, go get adjusted. Yes, you're killing it. Call your chiropractor right now and go get adjusted. <laughs> this is your reminder. This is this is hype up. Yep, everyone go get adjusted. You know what? While you're getting adjust on the way to the adjustment, listen to a podcast. <laughs> That's literally me. I turn everything. I'm like, listen to the podcast 24 hours a day because you have no reason not to. <laughs> yeah, background noise. At, at the least, background noise. You just yeah. need something. <laughs> okay, well, thank you. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks, guys. That's it for today's episode. Stay tuned for more. Like I said in the intro, not really sure what this balance is going to look like. The goal is to keep getting one out a week. I say this every week, but I've already talked to some really cool girls that I want to, you know, get their word out to you guys as soon as possible. I have so many ideas lined up. Now that I'm back in Boulder, I'm just like feeling inspired, but like I said, also busy. So we just got to take some time to see what that's going to look like. But in the meantime, follow Kaylee on Instagram. Check out the podcast Instagram at College Girls Go Crazy Pod. I always have it linked down below. We've just been, she's looking good. Okay, like my Instagram, my personal Instagram is not aesthetically pleasing and like the podcast Instagram, I'm very proud of. It took a little bit to get used to, but I think so far so good. And I just think it's pretty uplifting vibes on the stories and stuff out there. And I would love for you guys to comment on posts and send me ideas and DM me and just all the things. And also, I want you guys to think about one thing that you guys want to do this week to go crazy or a girl boss thing that you want to do this week for yourself, for somebody else. Write it down, manifest it, get it done. That is what I want to give to you guys this week. And maybe let's start doing that every week. When the podcast comes out, you listen to it, you pick something you want to do, and you go and you do it. So I like that idea. And don't forget to tell your friends to listen if there's an episode that you resonate with. Let's spread the good vibes. And I will talk to you guys so, so soon. And in the meantime, go crazy.
College girls, college girls go crazy.